Hi, and welcome to An Academic's Life. I am your host, Genesee Carter. So this is episode number 11, and I have to tell you, when I started recording these several weeks ago, because I've been batch recording them, sometimes multiple a day, I didn't know how I would feel recording a podcast. And one of the reasons why I've not released these yet I actually told myself I wanted to record 10 episodes, see what it felt like, decided if I wanted to keep on going, and then I would release them in a batch, is because so many of my experiences about my own academic life, hopes and dreams, realities, naivete, is just raw. It's, there's a lot of feelings, (laughs) There's a lot of successes, there's a lot of sadnesses, and I didn't know if I would want to talk about it publicly. And I needed to actually just sit with myself and practice the exercise to see how it felt. Did it feel good? Did it feel bad? Did I feel like I was able to be true to myself or did I feel like... I was having to hide some of my experiences or sugarcoat it in a way that didn't feel good to me. And I have to say, at this point, I'm feeling pretty good. I am feeling like I'm able to say the things that I want to say that I believe need to be said while being true to myself, while also being professional and not overly snarky or salty about it. So we're on episode 11, and if you remember, my PhD is in rhetoric and writing, and I am a professor of writing theory and writing practice. Centrally, I teach the process of writing to undergraduates and graduate students, and I decided for episode 11, I want to share some of my knowledge about the writing process with you all, especially because I know so many of you are craving writing support and writing mentorship, and you have a lot of demands on your time for publishing and research, and maybe you are feeling frustrated about not getting the kinds of support that you want and you need. And also, I mean gosh, this, this is a never recurring trope. Professors are always complaining about, and I say that as a mass generalization, okay, so obviously not every single professor is, but there's a lot of professors who like to complain about their students, undergraduates or graduates, not knowing how to write, and yet they don't believe that it is their responsibility or their department's responsibility to teach the writing conventions of their field. So let me spend a little bit of time talking to you about the writing process. So from me, a writing professor, to you, let me share some of my recommendations based on all the years that I've been a writer and a publisher and what I know about writing theory, okay? 
You might want to get out a notebook or your laptop to take some notes. Feel free to pause the recording as you're going along. And I'm going to keep these pretty generally um, recommendations because, of course, there are genre-specific conventions and audience-specific expectations for every field. And so I can't necessarily get into the nitty-gritty elements of the writing process if I want to make this applicable to as many listeners as possible. All right, let me first recommend two places on campus you can go if these offices are available to you. Number one, go to the Writing Center. You can be an undergraduate, a graduate student, or a faculty member, okay? Feel free to, if you're a graduate student or a faculty member, feel free to send the director or associate director, whoever's in charge, an email introducing yourself, explaining the project that you're working on, and seeing if there's anyone in the Writing Center who would have the expertise to help you with that project. In many writing centers, there are graduate students and faculty who um, are paid or volunteer their time, and you never know a writing center director or assistant director or a graduate student in that role may actually be thrilled to help you with your writing and research project. Or they might be able to give you some general recommendations for your writing project. So I always recommend going to the writing center there first to ask for help. The second place you can go is if you have an on-campus teaching and learning center. And if you're a graduate student or a faculty member, they will sometimes have um, writing workshops for graduate students and faculty or different kinds of um, workshops and strategies for writing articles or disseminating research. And if you don't, if you go to their website and if you look through their offerings and you don't see any kind of workshop on writing, I would say again, also, send somebody an email in that office, director, associate director, assistant director, and say, hey, I'm working on this project. Are there any writing workshops coming up or is there anyone that I can talk to about my writing process? Sometimes universities... (laughs) are so large or so small that people are unaware of the various resources available to them. So it never hurts to send an email to introduce you and to see if there are any resources on campus. The other, well, you just came up with a third recommendation. The other third recommendation is that there are national writing groups that meet on Zoom. You can find them through Meetup and they sometimes meet in person for all different kinds of writers. And yes, these writing groups are often creative writers or people working on their memoir, members of you know the professional or, or the public who are working on independent writing projects, but it can be a great space to go be around other writers and be inspired by other writers and just Have people hold you accountable. There is one group called Shut Up and Write, and I think it's actually organized through meetup.com, but don't quote me on it. And it just is an online time throughout the week where people just get together 
and they log into Zoom, turn their cameras off, and just write. And so that's a great way to hold each other accountable and be in a space with other writers, and you never know who you will meet. Okay, so those resources aside, let me give you a couple of general recommendations about the writing process. You know, my friends, the truth is you are going to have to write a shitty first draft. And if you have heard of popular writer Anne Lamott in her book, Bird by Bird, there is a chapter called Shitty First Drafts, and I recommend finding it online and reading it. It's like four pages. It's very easy to read. And basically, she's saying that all professional writers have to write a shitty first draft. There's no way around it. I have met so many writers who get stuck in writer's block because they want to write a perfect sentence and then the second sentence has to be a perfect sentence and then the third sentence has to be a perfect sentence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And when we hold ourselves to such a high perfection standard, not only do we develop writer's block, but we can't allow our creative ideas or insights or revision thoughts to come. We actually just create this like freeze response. And so I tell everyone I meet, whether they're students of mine or other professionals, to write it down. And it can be really, really, really hard to do. So many people who I meet actually are very resistant to the idea of shitty first drafts. And so I say, then start with an outline. Write down your outline of what your ideas are, and then build out your outline. And you don't have to start with an outline with the introduction. In fact, I would say, from my personal experience, the introduction is the hardest to write. So start maybe with your body paragraphs, or your conclusion as your outline, or your method section, or your recommendation section, or your limitation section, whatever the case may be. Write an outline with whatever sections seem to be at the forefront of your mind and seem to be the easiest to outline. And then once you've got an outline of bulleted ideas, then start out with a couple of sentences or a couple of sub-bullets or copy and paste in some quotes that you know that you want to use. And the more that you just start allowing yourself to think through your writing as a shitty first draft, And I have to tell you guys, friends, I have probably, with so many of my articles, written like upwards of 10 drafts. Just you write it and you rewrite it and you rewrite it and you rewrite it. And that is the truth of the writing process. Writing is not a mathematical theorem that you just write down and then you move on. You actually have to think about the order of the words and the sentences and the transitions, and where you want to put a footnote, and where you want to add in recommendations. And then oftentimes, we write out our ideas, and then our thesis changes. And then we revise our thesis in our introduction, and then it tweaks our body paragraphs. And then we have to go back and tweak the introduction again. And then we have to tweak our body paragraphs again. So it really is an an entire process. And so I, I want you, you may be resistant to this, but I really want you to think through 
the writing process as an iterative process. It is not a one and done process. And nobody wakes up and is born a perfect writer. I did not wake up and become a perfect writer. And I don't know any famous writers who have woken up to be a perfect writer. And if you need to be inspired about these truths, go find Anne Lamott's interviews on YouTube or on the internet. She does such an encouraging job of talking about what she has learned about being a writer and the challenges of being a professional writer. And you will realize that there's nothing wrong with you, that your struggles with your shitty first draft is the struggles that every writer faces. So that's my first recommendation. My second recommendation is to write for at least 15 to 30 minutes a day. And you might say, Genesee, that is not enough time. I have to sit down and write for eight hours to 12 hours a day. I can't sit and write for 15 to 30 minutes a day. Here's why my recommendations are at a minimum 15 to 30 minutes a day. Not only is it just unhealthy and unrealistic to expect for you to sit and write for 8 to 12 hours a day, which, side note, I did do writing my dissertation. So did my husband while writing his dissertation. We didn't take any breaks. We didn't eat enough food. We didn't get enough sleep. We lived on coffee. We certainly didn't get any exercise. That is not leading us to a mindful, balanced, integrated life. So my recommendation is to build into your calendar 15 to 30 minutes at a minimum every day and when you have the most mental energy. So that might be in the morning or that might be late at night. Don't waste when you are mentally awake on emails or grading actually. If you have writing projects that you need to get done, prioritize when you have the most mental energy to focus on that writing. And here's a little brain trick that I like to do. When I am totally tired and grumpy and basically have the mood of a two-year-old and don't want to do any writing, I will tell myself, Genesee, you only need to write for 15 minutes. And then I'll sit down and I'll set a timer for 15 minutes. And honestly, I will find myself writing for 30 minutes or 45 minutes, or an hour. There's something interesting about giving myself a small goal, a short-term goal, and then surpassing it. You know what that does? That increases my mood, and it turns me not into a two-year-old. It, you know, turns me into the adult that I am when I say, oh my gosh, I actually surpassed this, and it's not total shit. I'm proud of myself. So if you're, if you're finding yourself really struggling, give yourself a really short time frame. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes of writing, not surfing the internet, not watching cat videos of writing. And either you'll meet that number or you will exceed it and then you will feel better about yourself. And then you can say, this trick works for me too. Oh, Genesee, you've surpassed 15 minutes of writing. Why don't you write for at least 15 minutes more? Well, 
if you know me and if I'm like any of you out there, I easily can write 15 minutes more and then I will even be prouder of myself because I've surpassed two goals in one day. I don't know. It's all about the psychology, friends. So setting these short little speed writing bursts can be very productive, all right? Don't try to, to write for eight to 10 hours a day. If you can help it, it throws your body out of whack. It messes with your circadian rhythm. You're surely not taking enough breaks or eating enough. Your hip flexors and your calves are gonna get incredibly tight from sitting. You may even start getting um, pain in your forearms and rests, wrists from typing so much, which is what I did when I was working on my dissertation because I was ignoring my body. And that just does not create a good long-term self-care plan when you're ignoring your body. Okay, recommendation number three. Don't start with the introduction. Listen, I do not start writing my introduction when I start writing my articles or my chapters. Why? Because the introduction has to be right. It's like kind of like dominoes. It has to be set up perfectly for the rest of the paper to follow. Except sometimes I have new ideas in the body of my paper that messes with my entire introduction. And so you know what I have found has been the easiest way for me to get started writing, especially if I'm that grumpy two-year-old or if I'm having a hard time with shitty first drafts of getting it down, I actually start with my body. And even better, you know what I love writing? I love writing recommendation sections. So I start with what I truly enjoy. So if there's a paragraph that you truly enjoy writing, start with that paragraph first. That could be the methodology paragraph because it's straightforward. Or that could be the recommendations paragraph because you want to get on your podium and have your say of what should be done in the future. Or maybe that's your data analysis or your discussion section or your project plan section. And this tip can be applied for any genre that you're writing. Heck, maybe even poetry. Start at whatever stance you want to write. Or in your resume, start anywhere on your resume or in your letter of intent. Start anywhere in your letter of intent. And when I'm feeling super, super, super grumpy and super like a two-year-old, you know where I start to get started? I start with my references, okay? At least I'm doing something productive even if I am grumpy and resistant. I start working on my references page getting my citations down, putting in URLs, putting in authors' names of people that I want to use, maybe even copying and pasting indirect quotes. That shit is easy to do, and at least you're moving forward on your project, and you're not getting hung up in the weeds of the introduction or the perfect thesis or whatever is bogging you down, your literature review. I'm not a fan of writing literature reviews, I'll just tell you that. So start someplace that is easy and enjoyable. And if it's not going to be enjoyable, make it easy, like your references page. Okay, last recommendation. Let's talk about writing style. This goes back to shitty first drafts. I have had so many people tell me 
that they get stuck on their word choice and they want to find the perfect word before they can move on to their next sentence or their next paragraph. Friends, being obsessed with word choice at the writing process stage is only going to create frustration and then it creates a mental block. Okay? So what are you going to need to do? You are going to need to write your shitty first draft sentences and even write them in a conversational tone if you need to. If you have something that you want to say and the only words that you can think of at that moment are slang or jargon or acronyms or words that you know, you know, aren't exactly what you want to say and it's not polished, write it down. Because again, the writing process is iterative and once you get over the hurdle of getting content on the page, it will become easier for you to revise. So write out the words that you need to write. Sometimes I even, if I get stuck on a transition or a particular sentence and I don't know where to go next, I will literally write in my Word document, I need to say something about why this matters. (laughs) And then I will highlight that in yellow so that when I do have the brain power and the clear thinking, I can go back to that section and make the analytical connections that I need to make. So you can even give yourself writer cues in the body of your paper. Don't forget to highlight it so that you don't forget to take it out um, and fix that point, or maybe even just you know make use word in um, what are they called in text comments like. I need to do a better job connecting this transition to the next paragraph, or I need to do a better job explaining the outcomes, or I need to um, better explain the deliverables, whatever the case may be. Use font colors, use the highlighting tool, use in-text comments, whatever it is for those editorial notes to yourself. Do not get hung up on them. If you find yourself getting frustrated at the sentence level, save your document and go do something else or move to an easier part. So start working on your footnotes or do your reference checks or you know whatever the case may be. Um, I also like to go through with the find and replace tool in Word, I like to look at what verbs might might I be overusing. Um, That's another thing that I like to do if I'm feeling stuck. Like how many times have I used therefore as a transitional word on on a page? I will go and make that check and see how many times I've, I've mentioned that. I often, for an author tag, I often overuse the verb explains or writes. And so I'll use the find tool in Word to see how many times I've overused that word and then add some variety. Okay, so you don't need to get stuck on the sentence level writing before you can move on to your next idea. And again, if you're getting really frustrated, save it, go for a work or go for a walk, um, send an email, call up a best friend and talk about how annoyed you are. Okay. And with writing style, the last thing I'll say on writing style is 
If you know what journal you want to submit your article to, or if you know what edited collection call you're submitting your article to, do a little bit of recon and see what the writing style is already published in those journals. So for example, look through a journal and see if any of the already published articles, what are their contractions? Um, are there simple transitional words like also and but, or is it more formal writing style? Do they publish articles with the use of the personal pronoun I, such as, you know, in this article, I will argue, or I assert, or I recommend, or does the journal seem to only publish distanced third person language that doesn't use I, okay? So if you're feeling stuck, go through the journal and just see what the writing style is. Do they seem to be long convoluted sentences connected by a lot of semicolons? Do there seem to be short sentences? What kinds of evidence or sources are being incorporated? Are there popular sources mixed in with scholarly sources? Or is it only one type of scholarly source? Um, is there the first pronoun in there? Is there slang in there? Um, is there, you know, like, are there swear words for emphasis or sarcasm or sides in there? You know, what's, what's the writing style like in the articles that are being published? And then that gives you some good information to use moving forward as you think about your own writing style. Now, here's the thing. Going back to writing style, if you get too hung up early in the writing process on having to write exactly like the published authors before you have, you have a draft of your, your article, you are most likely going to get writer's block, especially if the writing style is different or more formal or less formal than your natural writing style. So I would save the details about the writing style and what words are used or verbs are used or pronouns are used until you have a draft and until you are in the revision and the polishing stages or until you are at the stage where you're like, okay, I feel like I can do a little bit of recon on the writing style of this journal and let me see how authors, you know, what their writing style is in, in this particular journal. So I look at that for examples as well. There's a lot to say about writing. And I hope that these few recommendations have given you some ideas. Please remember that writing is an iterative process. No one is born a great writer. You can fight me on that. I'm sure Shakespeare did not wake up and become a fantastic writer, um, you know, day one when he started writing. And it's hard because it requires patience. It requires a shitty first draft. It requires recon and research on what the writing style is of, you know, wherever you want to get your piece published and, and mimicking that writing style to a certain extent. It requires flexibility and it also requires downtime. Ideas need space to breathe. 
Just like we need coffee blooms when we are pouring hot water over our coffee grounds, our coffee grounds need space to absorb the water and to bloom. Just like a plant does not like overly hard-packed soil, there needs to be room for the roots to move. Just like no one wants to go on a run with really painful quads and calves that are so tight, your brain needs room to breathe. And so you actually do need downtime in between your writing projects. You will not lose your train of thought. Your subconscious will still be working on the information, even if it's not currently in your consciousness. It is still going to be working on ideas, all right? And you want to you wanna set the tone of allowing your body to process the information in a healthy, balanced way instead of a way that is riddled with anxiety and coffee consumption and lack of sleep. That is not going to be your best work. Yes, have we trained ourselves to work under pressure and have many of us perfected writing the paper the night before and getting A's on it? But that is not a best practice for lifelong writing skills. So go forth, apply these skills, let me know how they go, and just allow yourself that room to breathe, okay? I know it's going to be hard. Some of your deep entrenched habits are going to be screaming back at you saying, oh my gosh, you have to sit and write for 8 to 12 hours a day or it's not going to get done. And I can tell you, research shows as little as 15 to 30 minutes a day is all you need, okay? All right, friends, I will talk to you later. Have a great week.